Hey, so welcome back to the Expert Edge. And today I'm taking a very different angle. This is what I know is that as an entrepreneur, you're a human being, you're not a robot. You've got emotions, you've got thoughts, you've got challenges going on internally, not just externally. And today's conversation is all about helping you stay motivated throughout all of the challenges. I've had many times where I've had to re-motivate myself, refocus myself when I felt down, I felt challenged, I felt flat and even downright depressed. And today's conversation, I share with you four simple things you can do if you want to re-engage your emotion, uh, re-engage your motivation, and get refocused and realigned with your mission. These are simple things that I think are going to help a lot. And if you find them helpful, make sure to text a friend. I know for me, when some of my entrepreneurial friends send me a text of, hey, dude, that's what usually it's dude. Hey, dude definitely check out this podcast. I think you'll love it. When that happens, I always listen to the podcast. So if you find this helpful, make sure to text one or two of your friends using the share button on the podcast so that we can share the love, get the message out there and help more people. Let's get into it, have this conversation all about motivating yourself as an entrepreneur. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities, and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. I think staying motivated is a dance that you have to learn to play as an entrepreneur. Uh, because the truth is that being an entrepreneur uh, being someone who is really driving results continually and only only gets paid for results requires a lot of self-discipline, requires a lot of focus, uh, and requires a lot of push from uh, from who you are. And so today's conversation, I want to talk about really how to stay motivated as an entrepreneur and even just as an individual, I want to share with you four ideas that for me have made a huge difference in staying motivated in my business. I'm currently entering the 14th year of running a full-time expert business. And I know for me, when I first started, it was really a roller coaster. I had you know very high highs of landing a new client or having a cool speaking opportunity or doing something uh, that I really enjoyed and then many, many low lows of when I didn't have enough clients, I was basically earning no money at all, uh, feeling like what on earth am I doing? Is this even ever going to work out? You know, all those conversations that you can have with yourself. And so I was reflecting on how I've been able to get myself out of some emotionally tough situations and times when I just really didn't feel motivated from small times where, you know, I just I just felt quite flat in general for a couple of weeks to times where I, I felt like pretty much depressed uh, for months and months and months. And I don't know what you're going through at the moment, whether you're in a high high or whether you're in a low low or things are just going okay. What I do know is that you're going to need these tools and these strategies at some point in your entrepreneurial journey. So I remember it was about six years into being an expert. I landed a really, really big contract. And this particular contract 
required me to actually do presentations uh, and deliver training four days a week. Now, so I was delivering nine to 5 p.m. training four days a week. I was living in a place called Tasmania, which is kind of right at the bottom of Australia, right? I was living in Sydney, but I was delivering in Tasmania four days a week. Plus I had about 15 one-on-one coaching clients at the time. And the crazy thing was that I thought that when I get lots of work, I'm going to be so happy. That's what I told myself. I was like, you know what? If I get lots of work and start earning lots of money, I'm going to be so happy. And what happened was, I remember getting to a point where I completely burnt myself out. I was, like I said, I was delivering workshops from basically nine till five, four days a week for about two to three weeks straight. And then on top of that, I was fitting in about 10 to 15 one-on-one coaching clients that I had with various companies around Australia at the time. And I remember getting to a place, sitting in the hotel one time and just feeling just terrible about my life, about everything about what I was doing, like absolutely hating it, like completely wanting to quit, not wanting to do my business anymore, not enjoying anything of what I was doing and really just wanting to give up. Like I was in a, I was in a pretty bad mental place. Now, I don't know if you've been in a place like this before. I'm assuming that you have at some level, but it can feel really lonely when you're in a really bad mental place. And I know for me, there were some certain techniques and strategies that I started to put in place and changes I started to make that allowed me to get out of that place. And even now, I notice that um, if I find myself getting into a really unresourceful pattern, uh, there are certain things that I can do to keep myself motivated, even when I don't feel like I am motivated. So let me share with you uh, four big ideas that I think will make a huge difference when it comes to your uh, motivation. And I think I want you to hang around because I feel like point number three and four are probably, or at least point number three for me is one of the biggest ones, but it's also like quite deep. So we're going to get there, right? So the first point for me is usually when you lose perspective, it's because you have completely burnt yourself out. (laughs) Let's just be frank. So what I mean by that is you've pushed your schedule so hard, you've pushed yourself so hard that you have nothing left. And it's fascinating because now that we're, you know, we're post pandemic and we're post, you know, that whole season, I don't know about you, but I know for me, I have a tendency to want to work even harder and longer hours, the fact that I just completely work at home now. Like I I don't do almost any live delivery at all, right? It's all virtual. And so it's fascinating watching the mentality and especially I think, you know, across the board in the industry, the mentality of like when you're just at home, you can actually just work nonstop. And so one of the disciplines that I've learned to do and what I find is that a lot of the time if I find myself getting really sluggish in my work, getting very unmotivated, not having clarity in my thinking, etc., what I always do is I realize that I'm pushing myself too hard or I'm, I'm really like burnt out. And so it's it, it feels counterintuitive, but a lot of the time, like if I have got a lot on, and I'm not doing not doing my activities 
very effectively. What I'll do is I'll actually take an hour off, right? And so I'll go down, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to live near the beach. So I'll go down to the beach and go for a walk. But maybe you live near, uh, you know, maybe you live near a lake or maybe you live near a forest or something like that. And so you can go for a walk and just get out there in nature, right? Um, I know for me, what, some of the activities that I have is, is I'll just like go for a walk around the block. Like I'll actually go for a walk around the block and I'll leave my phone in the office, I'll leave my phone like out of my own kind of world. And so that's a big one. Or I'll go to a cafe and just get a latte, get a coffee or something like that. Like I'll get out. I know for me, I'm quite extroverted. So for me, getting out and being around people is really important. It's really important in part of the process. Uh, maybe it's maybe you could go up and grab your favorite smoothie, right? Jump out of the office for 20 minutes and grab your favorite smoothie. Right, that's a really great one. Maybe it's reading a book and maybe it's not a business book. Maybe it's like a fiction book or something like that. I know for us, we just got one of those. Um, it's like a dome sauna. It's like a lie down sauna. Uh, that's always a good thing as well that I'll use as well. I like I'll jump into dome sauna, but it's like anything where you can kind of take some time out to refresh. So if you haven't done that, that for me, a lot of the time will fix a lot of my motivation. So if I can do that on a consistent basis, get even if it's 20 minutes or 30 minutes a day, because let's be quite, quite frank, you know, like most of us don't take lunch breaks. I know for me, I'm, if I'm having a lunch break, I'm still a lot of the time looking at social media or, or I'm listening to a podcast or I'm like, I'm just like, I definitely get into a zone of where I'm just on all the time. Yeah. And if you find yourself getting into that space, uh, it's going to burn you out. It really will burn you out. And so the first suggestion is just take some time to refresh. Take some time to to grab your favorite smoothie. Go for a walk around the block. I've got this like 10-minute walk that I do around my block, uh, my local neighborhood. And I just do that a couple of times a day. That one makes a big difference. And I usually leave my phone at home. That makes a big difference. That's the first idea. The second idea is to have a reflect, refocus, and recharge time. And what I mean by that is to have some sort of routine where you consciously reflect and refocus yourself and what you're doing. And so for me, uh, one, of the, one of the tools that I use is called the five-minute journal. I love the five-minute journal and I do it most mornings and most evenings. And it has a few great questions. And I'm going to kind of paraphrase some of these questions. But really the core of it is like in the mornings you focus on what are you grateful for, right? And maybe you've got a gratitude journal. But spend a moment and just be like, what are you grateful for? What am I actually grateful for? And it could be a small thing. I'm grateful that it's a sunny day. I'm grateful that I have my health. I'm grateful that I get to live another day. I'm grateful that I get to work with clients that I, that I enjoy. I'm grateful that I get to do what I love. I'm grateful that I get to share my content and it has meaning. Like all these things that we can be grateful for. Whenever I start a coaching session in our elite coaching program, the first question I ask them is, tell me something good. I say, put in the chat, tell me something good. It could be small, it could be big, it could be whatever, it doesn't matter. It could be, you know, you decided to pick a date to run your next webinar. Maybe it's you you recorded your first podcast. Maybe you recorded a podcast today. It's just maybe you, maybe you um, had a big salad today, right? Just tell me something good, right? And that's always great to start with. I just, I just say, what am I grateful for? The second thing is, what will make today great? I love that question. What will make today great? That's what one of the questions that's asked in the five-minute journal. 
And so this idea of getting really clear on what's one thing that I can do today to make today even better. And for me, to be honest, a lot of the time is I'll write something like to do a 10 minute meditation, to do a, a one or two walks around the block, to do a, a Wim Hof breathing exercise. I, I subscribe to the Wim Hof uh, breathing app. If you haven't got that, it's amazing. It's like 35 bucks a year. And he does guided breathing meditations and guided breathing. And it's phenomenal. I love it. I, I do it a couple of times a week and just absolutely love it. It's it, In fact, it's quite euphoric doing the breathing exercises. So it's Wim Hof. If you just search W-I-M-H-O-F-F, uh, you'll come up with the Wim Hof app if you want to check that out. And it's free to get started. No affiliate link there, by the way. <laughs> He's just awesome. Uh, and then the final question I ask is, is who am I showing up as today? And the five-minute journal kind of refresh. It's something like, you know, like what's the belief I'm committing today? How am I committing to show up today? So in other words, I usually write a belief about myself. Like I'll write something like, I'm a powerful transformational leader. I'm showing up today as someone who cares, who's someone who honors people and someone who wants to make a difference in the world. Right? I'll literally write that out physically in a journal. And so, like I said, for me, I use a five-minute journal. Maybe you could just do a normal journal. But having some time to really reflect on what you're grateful for, to refocus yourself on what will make today great and recharge through just going like, how are you going to show up today? What what are you going to do? How are you going to show up? What's the, the declarative idea of who you are and how you're going to show up? That's this. That's the second idea is having some of that time. And the five-minute journal has something at the end of the day where you actually reflect on what went well today? Like what actually went really well and what did you learn? They're really cool, two cool questions that you can ask as well at the end of the day. But I know for me, at least if I do the morning ones, it's really helpful. The third idea, and this is a big one, is as I've journeyed through life, I'm 41 at the moment. I'm about to turn 42. It was really fascinating, actually. It was my wife actually just turned 40 recently. Uh, I posted it, about it on Instagram. Uh, and by the way, if you're not connected with me on Instagram, make sure to connect. I, I, I put a lot of content out on Instagram and, and connect with people there. It's just at Colin Boyd with one L. Uh, so definitely connect with me there. But I, I know for me, when I turned 40, it definitely felt like a bit of a turning moment. I, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I, I know for me, when I turned 40, it felt like I was becoming an adult for the first time. Um, and this journey for me uh, had made me has made me really reflect a lot more deeply on the end of my life. And I think the third key point around getting yourself motivated is to improve your relationship with the end of your life. What I find is that most people who do something significant in this world have a very close relationship with dying. They have a very close relationship with the end of their life. And the reason why this is so empowering and not depressing, it's, it's actually very empowering, I think, if you, if you can have a really good relationship with the end of your life, is that everything is kind of viewed through this lens. And so, for example, maybe you've got these dreams in your heart of what you want to do. Maybe you want to write a book. Maybe you want to present on some big stages. Maybe you want to bring your message to the world to thousands of women or men around the world. I don't know what it is. 
But a lot of the time, all these, all these excuses get in the way. All these reasons for why we can't do it, right? Like, you, you know what they are. You come up with them all the time. We come up with all these excuses. And when you have a really close relationship with the end of your life, you always ask yourself these questions, which is more like, if I get to the end of my life and I don't do that, would I regret it? Another question is, when I get to the end of my life, will what other people say about what I did matter? And of course it won't, right? And so what's fascinating is that if you can have a closer relationship with the end of your life, you'll find yourself doing more courageous and bolder acts. And so this idea has changed everything for me. In fact, I know for us, when we were contemplating whether we moved to the US or not, when I was living in Australia at the time, my, the question that I asked myself was, when I get to the end of my life, would I regret not moving to the US? Not at least giving it a go. It's not, would I, would I regret doing it and failing? No, I wouldn't. The thing I would regret was it not at least giving it a go, like giving it a shot. And so from that space, we decided to, to do it. And luckily enough, it's been phenomenal um, and it's worked out incredibly well. But I didn't know that. Like there was so much uncertainty when we decided to move. And so I bet you these things in your life that you've been putting off because of fear. It's not because it's the wrong thing to do, but it's actually because of fear. And ask yourself that question when you get to the end of your life, will you regret not going after that thing? And if you will regret it, then I would really recommend you to go after it. That's the third idea. And I feel like that's the most powerful for me. It keeps me motivated and focused. And number four, if you find yourself really stuck, get help. What I mean by getting help is either see a coach, see a counselor, see a psychologist. I'm a massive advocate of getting help. And I know for me, I've had multiple times in my life where I've either engaged a coach, like a life coach, depending on the situation, especially if it's like, for me, if it's, if it's like a general performance-based thing or something where I feel like it's a limiting belief, I want to have a breakthrough in it, I'll engage a coach or a performance coach. If it's something where I'm, I'm feeling quite depressed or down or really challenged emotionally with it, or it's a complex relational issue, I'll usually go to a psychologist. And for me personally, I always personally choose clinical psychologists. Uh, I've just found working with clinically trained psychologists to just be incredibly powerful. And so uh, this idea, I think many years ago was very taboo. It was very kind of like almost shameful of, oh my gosh, you're seeing a psychologist. But I am such a massive advocate with getting help because I know that if you can get help and get external professional advice from a psychologist, and I, like I said, my, it's just my opinion, I, I think clinically trained psychologists, from my experience, has been, have had the biggest breakthroughs in my life, both relationally, mentally, emotionally. I know for me, I've had, I've had sessions with psychologists where in one session, in one hour, I had a breakthrough that I'd been trying to get mentally and emotionally for, for years, five or six years. In one hour, they shifted how I felt about my life and how I viewed my world. And so someone who's really good at what they do, uh, who knows how to get you unstuck, is something that I recommend big time. 
And so these are four ideas that I would recommend you to keep close to your heart. Number one, just take time to refresh, right? If you're feeling exhausted, you're feeling burnout, you're feeling depressed, maybe you just need a break, right? To be really frank, in moving to the US, there is a very strong work culture here. And what I mean by that is compared to the culture in Australia, the work culture here is a lot more intense. Uh, I would say it's, it's more competitive here. There's a very driven culture. And I know for me, I've definitely been impacted and affected by it and, and impacted by that culture, right? And so the, the positives of it is it sees results, right? It drives you to the next level, makes you competitive. It makes you better at what you do. The bad side of it is you're a human. You're not a robot. So you run out of energy. You don't take enough time off. You get burnt out. And so you got to be conscious of that. And so the, the first idea, like I said, is, is take some time to refresh. Simple things, go for a walk around the, around the block, get your favorite smoothie at least once a day, right? Number two, reflect, refocus, and recharge time. Have a routine where you reflect on what am I grateful for, what will make today great, and who am I showing up as today? Number three, improve the relationship you have with the end of your life. View everything as much as you can through, will this matter at the end of your life? And would I regret this if I didn't do this? And that'll give you a lot more courage and focus to go after things. And finally, if you get stuck and you can't get unstuck, go and seek professional help. A hundred percent. There is no, for me, I want you to know, like there's no shame from, from my perspective in going and getting clinical help. And there's incredible services out there that are very affordable. I know in the US, there's lots of online services where you can even get like memberships now. And you can get access to counselors, psychologists, clinically trained psychologists, where you can actually like book in sessions and actually chat through your stuff. Because sometimes you don't just need business help. Sometimes you actually need some mental help or relational help. And, and I know for me, I get all of it. In fact, I even do health coaching. So I, I have a psychologist that I see on a semi-regular basis just to check in, make sure I'm mentally in a good place. I have a health coach who coaches me on my uh, nutrition, on my uh, physicality and so forth. And I also have business coaches. I'm in paid programs, paid masterminds. And so for me, all of those things work together, right? You're not going to find the answers, all the answers in one person or in one service. And you're a holistic human being. And I'm a really big advocate for all of those things. So, hey, if you found this helpful, first of all, I, I would love you to share this with a friend. If you, could, you, could you hit the share button on the podcast app and maybe just text one friend who you think this would be really cool for them to hear. Maybe you know that they've been pushing themselves really hard. Maybe you had a conversation recently where they talked about that they were burnt out or they were really challenged. Um, that'd be really cool if you would just share it with them. That's the first thing. The second thing is take a screenshot and share it on Instagram and tag me at Colin Boyd. Uh, and I'd love to know what you got out of it. I'd love to hear your story. Send me a DM. That's me live on my DMs, right? I don't have any chat bots in there or anything like that, especially not at the moment. Um, but but if you send me a DM, like that's actually me. So reach out to me on Instagram. Love to have a chat with you. And uh, And finally, if you found this helpful, leave a written review. Go down, take five seconds, leave a written review. And uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on the podcast. Guys, I hope you found this helpful. I trust you have. And uh, looking forward to having this conversation again on the next level at the Expert Edge. So make sure you're subscribed and we'll see you next week. Bye for now. 
Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.